Hello and welcome to our house. Today we bring you not just one, but three brilliant guests. We're talking to Ray, Adam and Ken from East End Homes award-winning horticultural team. Not only are they going to give us some top gardening tips, we're also going to be talking about community, volunteering and there's even an opera recommendation. Our interview begins with Ken. We hope you enjoy it. It's an absolutely beautiful day here in Tower Hamlets. Mm-hmm. There's some spring weather which is warmly welcomed and I am delighted to be here today with Ken Bootler who works for East End Homes horticultural team but he's also worked in housing for many decades. Is that fair to say, Ken? Yes, but not many decades, but uh, a <laughs> good few years. A good few years, I like that, a good few years. <laughs> not that old. <laughs> no, you certainly don't look old. But how are you doing today? How are you feeling? As always, I'm fantastic, yeah. Good. Always, always buzzing. I love what I do. We're looking forward to talking more about that in a mm-hmm. bit. Okay. Um, but I know you guys have been working over the last 12 months. You've been on the front line during covid keeping East End Homes green spaces absolutely blooming lovely. Apologies for the for the pun. Mm-hmm. How's it been for you over the last 12 months and you and your team, Adam and Ray? No, I think we caught very well. Not many issues at all. So we just got on with it. And obviously it's been a time where people really need open spaces. Yes. And have you met new and different neighbours? Have you seen people experiencing the, your beautiful open spaces well, in a different way? I've got a way? lot of comments saying, oh, how, you know, well, you do a job, and that sort of thing. It's really positive. You know, it keeps us uh, buzzing, That's enthusiastic. Good. That's good. That's really nice to hear. Well, so, yes. Ken, tell us a little bit about your job. You've been with Eastern Homes for five years. Five years, that's correct. You're part of a great team. Well, there's only three of us, and we manage seven estates. Which is quite a task, but uh, we, we just get on with it. And when you say you manage seven estates, what do you do? What does your work entail? Well, it's seasonal, but there's always something to do throughout the year. In the spring and summer, it's grass cutting. And then uh, we concentrate on pruning after that, and then leaf clearing. And obviously, if there's any snow, we clear snow. <laughs> I know you're really passionate about your job. When I've spoken to Adam and Ray as well, they clearly love what they do, being Mm. in the outdoors, Mm. nurturing nature. What is it that you like about your job? Where does the satisfaction come from? Well, as a team, we're a well-oiled machine. And it's just laugh a minute. We just get on the uh, job at hand and get it done as best we can and uh, try to make the uh, environment as beautiful as possible. And I know over the years you've had various jobs in housing, some mm. of them office space. What's the difference in being out and about for you? What do you get out of that? Oh, it's the freedom. And there's nobody watching over you. You know, you get on with it. We know what we're doing and we don't need to be uh, supervised. So that's one of the positive sides. Your team has won quite a few awards consistently. Oh, yes. Tell us a little bit about that. The London Bloom Awards? London Bloom Awards, yeah. yeah. I think we won seven. They're all displayed in the uh, housing office uh, over there. And that's an award which different areas are independently assessed by horticultural experts, that's I believe. And they're looking for how well the area is, mm-hmm. the type of biodiversity you're bringing into the environment. And you've won that award seven years consecutively. Although I haven't been here for seven years, only five, but contributed a lot to that. And we've just taken over and uh, 
got on with it. And how do you think residents feel when you win that award? No, we do get very, very positive comments. So we do go on that and uh, we love it. I remember, I think it was probably about six months ago now, you were showing me some roses mm -hmm. and one of your residents said that they felt your roses were better than the Kew Garden roses. Yes, <laughs> that's good. That was a huge, huge compliment. There's quite a lot of work that you do with corporate volunteers at certain times throughout the years as well. It happened three, four times a year, is that mm, right? Where right. you had people, it's normally hundreds of people from either Barclays Bank or... Google, uh, various other uh, corporate bodies. Yeah. Last year, 100. 1,200 volunteers. Yes. So that was 2019. 20. 2019. Yeah, yeah 1,200. Yeah. So it's pretty oh, no. impressive. Oh, it was actually. And no. how do they help you? Are they looking for you to give them guidance on what to do? What do you do? It's Operation Gardening Day. No, they just uh, pick a spot for an area that needs a, a little bit of attention and there's no uh, pressure. Uh, we just tell them, look, this needs to end, and they just get on with it and it's just laugh a minute. So it's about teams coming together. Yes. And it's a nice structured day, mm -hmm. you said no pressure, but at the end of the day there's a really clear result. Would it be a space has been completely cleaned? Yes. Uh, you know, they're stuck indoors in their offices for most of the year and I think they're just glad to get out and give us a hand. And most of them are really, really enthusiastic. After a busy morning helping a resident with a very awkward tree, Ray and Adam now join our conversation. Some of the sound does go a little bit patchy, so please bear with us. So, tell us a little bit about your job. What do you do? Enhance the residents' way of life. You enhance residents' way of life. How do you do that? By improving their surroundings and their environment. Now, they might not notice, but their life is enhanced. You feel better. If you're surrounded by concrete all the time, you become a product of your environment. Well, I think you've explained it brilliantly. And do, do you guys feel the same? You're basically nurturing green spaces for people to enjoy, so they're an extension of their living environment. So if you've got a good garden or a good public space on your doorstep, it's like having another room in your house. Um, Relaxing, calm, sleep And I know, leading back to what you were saying, that you, Eastern Homes has high resident satisfaction. And when they do an independent survey to do with how people are feeling, then that's something that plays into that. So you, you look after the green spaces all year round, all the seasons. So we're just coming out of winter, so is this a heavy pruning time or a light pruning time? We already done most of the hard pruning. Definitely. Yeah, which is the yeah. uh, awaiting for our mowers to come. Mm -hmm. we next Monday. Probably we're going to start cutting grass next week. And then in the summer, is, it's, is that planting time? Oh, it's, the summer's full on really. It's, uh, it's a mixture of everything. Everything is growing, so we have to cut back, we have to cut the grass. We take a while to it, it gets a bit out of control. For summer, it depends on weather. If we've got a dry period, and we ship some watering plants and just trim them. Basically, we just keep them in the boundaries. In the winter, the, the temperature change means that a lot of things are not growing, so everything's dormant. And in the, in the hot part of summer, if it's really hot, same thing applies. Everything goes, we're not growing. So remember two years ago, all the grass you know, yeah. in the rain for months and everything yeah. yellow? Yeah, I remember so that. everything stops growing. It's a sort of similar part of the year, really. You know, if it's too hot, plants go, no, no, no. If it's too cold, they go, no. So in between that, if it's a mild summer, it's, it's bad because the weeds shoot up, everything grows up. Well, we can say we just had just the four hour easiest months, which is March, April, May, and then it depends on the weather, if it's going to happen. 
well, if you're going to have a hot weather, everything's going to slow down in June, July. Okay. It's kind of nature's way of helping you guys. Yes or no? Last year we had a drought, didn't we? Yeah, so you were on the cake. really good for the plants, some of them just died. And I know you've, each of you have been in gardening for different periods of time. You've found your way into this, this job, which you all really enjoy and you're clearly all very good at. You've won lots of awards. But what are your favourite seasons? It can for you, it's spring. Why is it spring? That's when there's new shoots coming up, flowers are coming up, like daffodils and things like that. Yeah, it's just... It's a very optimistic time of year, isn't it? Yeah, and uh, see all the trees blooming. You know, nowadays, all you're seeing is uh, twigs and branches. <laughs> what about you, Adam? I like winter and yeah. spring. Interesting. Tell us why. Yeah, I like winter because we can clear everything, get it ready before spring, and spring obviously because everything's in bloom. Yeah. Not everything, but most of the time in bloom. So do you feel like winter's, is winter a time for reflection for a gardener? I, I like winter because I prepare everything, just get it ready for the next season. So you're planning ahead yeah. the whole time, constantly? Especially when you cut grass all day long. You must get pretty fit though. What about you? I appreciate them for what they are, individually. My, my birthday is in May, and I've always liked playing football in Hot, done. Yeah. It's relaxed. It's all skilled. You don't want to run. Yeah. Do any of you have hay fever? No. That's, that's, that's a bit of relief. <laughs> <laughs> both my life. Both my parents are Irish and they grew up in farms. So my genetics are really good when it comes to things like that. But the good, the good one is if you suffer from hay fever, you eat the honey, the local honey, in the, um, so you move to an area, you eat the local honey. Giving you the natural immunity. Yeah, I've heard that as well. We're in East London, and over the years, the biodiversity has really improved. I think it's fair to say. A lot of the homes were concrete surrounded by a few shrubs, probably more around the 80s, 90s time, but there's been real investment into decent plants. And spaces. What are your favourite plants that tend to thrive in this area? If somebody had a little bit of a garden space or a balcony, what plants and shrubs would you recommend for them to invest in? I think so, it's a personal thing. You, yeah. you surround yourself with what you like and what you want from. You want to smell, you want to have colour, you want to attract bees and insects and birds, or you, would you like some people don't like gardening, they uh, low maintenance plants and stuff like that. So it's up to the individual, really. It's up to the location as well. You, Depends on which way you place and if you're in a lot of shade and if you're in a lot of sun. Yeah, like they said, it's up to the individual. But I like to see something that's, uh, that's got interest all the year round. Like you've got the high dangers, you've got the big plants, big mopeds, the yeah. mopeds, and they change colour. So say you've got a white one or a pink one, they change colour. So is that the bloom within the plant? And yeah. it, does it change colour throughout the year? Well, up to uh, autumn. When would that start to bloom initially? Would it be summer? Oh, in the spring. Oh, spring, yeah. Well, I think then you've got the skinny house, which is a uh, evergreen. That's what I think. I like to see that rather than you know, trees at the end of the uh, summer. So I know you, you obviously, you're out and about, you're nurturing the spaces, but you do work with quite a few partners, people like Trees for Cities, you work for corporate partners. Do you work with people like Friends of? Cemetery. Can you tell us a little bit about your partnerships with local organisations? 
they did view soft landscapes for us. There's mm. Terry, he knows everything about the plants. He's mm. such a great guy, He's Terry. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. He he designed and planted. Uh, well, we we all planted soft landscape. In front, for example, in front of uh, Tracy Bartholomew House, Tracy House, yeah, Terry House, and around the uh, back of the house. It's enjoyable working with the different groups. We all get along very well, but the different groups are different, bring different things to the table. So would they advise you what kind of trees they wanted to plant to check in with you on that respect? Or is it more to say this is happening and on the day that it happens? Well, sometimes we don't even know. Okay. They're here to plant trees. That's what happened over the land. We just land there to cut grass. We interact when we need to. Yeah. So I guess what we're saying is that there's a range of partners that you that you all work with, all trying to improve the spaces and the biodiversity. Normally, before COVID, a couple of times a year, you'd work with community corporate volunteers where a couple of hundred people come down on your Oh, it'll estate. be more, it'll be, it'll be from March to November on a regular basis. We'll have 50, 100, 250, 25, continuous, sometimes every day. What do you think people get out of these days? I guess being out of the office is a We well, always try and help teach them stuff as well. So they're, 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 you know, they, they know very little, so everything we tell them is new, especially with the tools and the plants and stuff like that. You get a mixture of people that don't really care. They just go for the motion, single them out and take them for what they are. But the ones that are asking questions and the ones that show enthusiasm, we try to uh, you know, uh, give them more advice and help and knowledge. But I think everyone walks away happy, and uh, you know it's it's, 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 a, it's an experience for some of them. Some of them have never done anything like that before, and it's uh, hopefully we haven't scared them off. But um, we always try and be funny and friendly, helpful, and understanding and stuff. And I imagine because it, whenever I've been around and seen them taking place, there's always quite a healthy buzz going on, a sense of achievement, mm. learning, uh, being with colleagues, meeting new people. But I guess as soon as people are able, they're going to want to get back out into that environment and do more good stuff. And like you said, the way it works is that corporate volunteers contribute towards this process. So it raises funds for Ethan Homes community schemes as well. We've just come out of a really cold period here in London. I mean, it was properly cold, like you walk outside and your face practically froze. On days like that, how do you all get yourself going? How do you get yourself out and about on the estate doing your job? Well, that gets us going. <laughs> keep, keep moving, keep moving. Yeah. Have lots of coffee and thermal underwear and just Obviously, keep... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so all three of you have worked in East London for quite a while. Is that fair to say? How long, how long are we talking here? So you and EastEnder? Mm. Um, and what about you, Adam? 15 years. You're 15 years. Ken? I'm well, like, in East London since 1974. 1974. Yeah. yeah. So you know East London pretty well. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I used to be a tax and I used to go down all of East London, everybody. For the new back roads and things. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's good. It's good to have that knowledge. If you were to describe East End homes in three words, as staff members, Adam for 15 years, Ken and Ray for coming up to five each. How would you describe? Oh, I like it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Understanding and helpful. Thoughtful. 
understanding and helpful. Why would you say thoughtful? They, they are aware of who they have working for them and they understand that they might need help and uh, assistance. So they, they have an ear open to that. Thing and they, they, where, you know, if you work for a big company, you can easily be left behind, you're easily overlooked. But a smaller company, there's more concentration than you can do. So you're, not, you're not forgotten about. That's what I'm, that's, that's kind of what I mean. Yeah, that makes sense. And Adam, you said it's been a pleasure. Pleasure. Interesting yeah. and challenging. Yeah. Sometimes. What's the challenging part? Let's say uh, voluntaries. That's challenging. Yeah. Like a last minute call. Yeah. It, it happened before. There's a voluntary. Yeah. On the footpath. The organisation you work for, Eastern Homes, is locally focused. So you, you know all your estates, you know the estates you manage. What do you think are the benefits of that? You know what to start, where to finish, to do it in the year uh, the most quickest. You can get a call from the manager saying, Oh, I used to complain about a team hitting the ground, hitting the window or something. Yeah, and we, when we got a call, we, we know, okay, it's that, it's that three. Yeah. You know what to take with us. Mm. So it comes back to that knowledge thing again. It is. Yeah. And that must be quite rewarding that. You know your areas, so if there's a problem mm-hmm. or even an opportunity, you, you know what to do. You've got an idea, you've got a solution. Mm-hmm. And it's done more or less uh, on the spot. One final question, or actually two questions I'm going to ask you. One final question is, if there was a piece of music that sums up your job, what would it be? Things can only get better. Things can only get better. <laughs> so that was a very popular tune in the 1990s. <laughs> 90s. I know it was. Uh, 90s. Do you agree with that one? Any differences? No. 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 <laughs> Blue venue. Okay. It's a Thank you for looking after all the great spaces as well. 
Thank you so much to Ken, Ray and Adam. It's been great chatting to you today. We hope, like us, you've enjoyed this episode of Our House. It's been presented by me, Helen New, produced by Michaela Tranfield, and is created by social landlord East End Homes. See you next time.